Hello, and welcome to I Only Like Their Old Stuff, episode 71. <laughs> I think so. Okay, I'm uh, J-Hud, this is Groove. What's that? And unfortunately, uh, Miss is working tonight, so she's not going to be on the podcast this week, but uh, she'll she'll be back next week. Yeah. So We, we came out with an episode, uh, what, about a week ago, maybe seven, uh, over seven days, maybe it, maybe it, two weeks ago. Episode seventy, but that, at that time Twitter was down for like three days in a row, so we never actually tweeted that was that, that it was out. I think just and your Twitter I, was down, but that's close enough. Well, what, well, if my Twitter was down, <laughs> that means we didn't get it out. Hey, I've been tweeting some stuff. I mean, I've actually got like a whole like uh, folder full of bucket of dicks on my phone that I got to upload. I just haven't had oh, time to do. upload. You do, you need to get that out. There. I had, dude, I had one the other day at the parking lot at IHOP. We got a new IHOP in town. Yeah, and uh, that might come up later in the show too, but. Um, the parking lot was absolutely slap ass full, and there was some dick up in the front of the whole parking lot, parked in two spaces well, in that's the where front of the parking lot. Yeah, that's that's where if you're if you're gonna park as a bucket of dicks, then you got to go to the front. Yeah, if you're gonna go go all out, like it's, the old it's, either, it's either the very front or the very back. It's never really in the middle. Well, I'm used to people doing it in the very back, and it's like, oh, okay, well, this still sucks, but at least you're not just flaunting it in front of everybody. I just yeah. want—I just want to like put a bowl of keys on the sidewalk by it, and be like, "Here, everybody, take one." Yeah. Go ahead and just uh, do what you will with it. I'm not going to tell you to key the car. Hey, is that is a swingers party at the IHOP? Is yeah, yeah, you? yeah. No, not not that. Say so maybe you want to take those keys and uh, see what sound they make when they uh, run across paint. <laughs> oh, just so bad, so bad. Um. Well. I don't have a number one fan or number one hater. Ain't nobody listening to the show. No. Well, to clarify what you're saying, we did record another episode, and it was like on par with the death episode as far as being bad. Because I, right. I had a migraine, and it was just, and it was just not funny, and we needed. Well, to cut what, what, what happened was, it and... it, you you were getting a migraine. I I made a a, a joke in ill spirit about it. And then you reacted by like calling me out on it. And I thought you were serious and went through the whole episode kind of on eggshells. Thinking that you'd really offended me. You you chat me later, you're like, No, I wasn't that bad. (laughs) No, I wasn't upset. But but it is one of those things where like uh, I think vomiting and having a migraine are two things that like you just can't laugh about it. You just can't, like, you have a cold or something or, like, shit, I fucking, you know, did this to myself or whatever. You can kind of laugh about it, you know? But, like, that shit is just like, oh, kill <laughs> well, me. Kill me. You McKenzie that because yeah. the last time she saw me throw up, uh, I had just had a bunch of Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. It was the last time and only time she's seen me throw up. And she just stared and laughed and laughed so hard she had to sit down. I, I think that's uh, unethical. <laughs> a little bit. I, I don't think you can. That, that's just the world. That's your. That's that's the human being at its lowest. Uh, you know? Most vulnerable. The, the lowest. Just the lowest. Well, you yeah. get. You ever get? I'll, when I get. I want. <laughs> we're out of practice here. Go ahead. All I wanted was a cold washcloth to my forehead. Yeah. That's all I ever want when I throw up. I I find myself like uh when I'm in that zone where like I. I I really, I'm I'm teetering on. I don't want to throw up because it feels horrible, but I want to throw up to get it over with. Yeah, you're in that no man's land zone in between. I find in that moment that that's when people always want to talk to you to ask you if you're okay. 
And that just makes it worse. Like, I want everybody to be quiet around me, as if being quiet would would save me from puking, you know? Like, yeah. if you talk to me, you're going to make me throw up, which is probably a good thing because we can get it done, get it over with. And what about that yeah. post-puking ecstasy that you feel, you know? Like, it's miserable, and the actual doing it is miserable, but you hit this, like, tired relief after it's over with, you know? I mean, the last time it's I threw pro- up was about six years ago. Well, it's this br- it's this brief moment of like, oh, sweet relief, you know, and then you feel all shitty I, again because you taste your stomach. Yeah, acid in your mouth all I can shit. think about is wanting to brush my teeth. Oh, Ugh. Uh, well, let's now move this on. is the puke episode. Move on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's get in these questions. We're gonna try to keep this one short. Um. So, uh, my hype is obviously that there's an IHOP, uh, in skateboarding distance from my house. Wow. Um, could be a problem. No, but, sounds uh, great. Yeah. Sounds like a solution. Yeah. I mean, getting those skating over there and get some Nutella crepes. Obviously, if you skate over there, you can have at least like seven pancakes and you probably worked them off by the time you got home. I never thought of that. You know, so it's, that. it may even be like healthy. Yeah. Probably you is. Know? I mean, eating, it, yeah. I'm it's at least it. zero. You know, if you, you skate over there. Three minute skateboard ride, round trip six. I'm gonna get an extra short stack then. <laughs> get two. You didn't come out at zero calories net. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're I, fine. Yeah, I, I'm just really happy about it because, like, I like I I really like to get breakfast food when it's not breakfast time. Mm. Um, there are times when I like to get breakfast food at breakfast time, but most of the time I don't want to be up then. So, um, but. Yeah, and the only option I've had has been Waffle House. Uh, and Waffle House is one of those things that, like, you really don't want to do it that often. Like, every once in a while, it's like, okay, yeah, we'll go to Waffle House. But if that's your only option for breakfast food, it's kind of sad. And um, I, I'm just, you know, I hop. That's where it's at. That's, that's where my life is right now. I mean, the pancake is the best, and you can get bacon there, too. So it's like, why not have a pancake, a, a piece of bacon wrapped in a pancake? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, that's the bre- best breakfast food. Yeah, I, I mean, so. it's, and it's it's cultural, international house of pancakes. <laughs> well, my heart is that uh, my sister in law is in town, right? Yeah, and uh, she flew over here. She 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 quit her job knowing that she was starting another job in a oh, month. Okay, yeah. So she took she's taken three weeks to come over here, and she's staying with us for the first week, and then. Mackenzie and Whitney will be going to Spain for two weeks and uh and they'll leave on Monday, but they're up here this week and uh it's like it's really strange. She got here in the most uncharacteristically beautiful weather week that yeah. I, I think we'll ever have here. It's been no cloud in the sky and sixty five degrees every day. Yeah. So it's uh it's, it's pretty nice. This has been great here too. It's really nice huh? here. Touristies. Yeah, but we don't have any allergy stuff. Oh, that, that's yeah. that's a great transition. Let's talk about not what's not the hype. Yeah. It's this pollen, man. It's like we got this like super mutant pollen. Like I, I'm getting worried, man. That it's like changing our DNA or something. <laughs> it's like I, I'm getting these like pollen headaches that I never got before. Yeah. And I talked to my dad. And my dad's like, oh yeah, I'm getting these horrible headaches too. Like I don't know what's going on, but it is awful. It's just everywhere. Dusting that of sucks. pollen. Yeah. Well, I don't have a not the hype, so keep on moving. Yeah. Um, I had something. Oh, you know what else is not the hype? 
What's is that? that there's one house in my neighborhood that when I drive by it, my car shuts off. <laughs> now tell me that that doesn't freak you the fuck out. What? Like what? What are they making in that house? What's going on there? What we got there? Some kind of like super reactor thing or did something? You, did you hear about this guy that was on the uh, buses in like Philadelphia or something? He had some cell phone jammer. No. Where he would he would carry it with him on the bus, and he would turn it on, and and nobody's cell phones would work, and therefore he didn't have to hear to every, listen to everybody else's cell phone conversations really? while he was riding around. Now I'm not a hundred percent sure that that's real. But I I feel like I saw some headline about that somewhere on the internet. Well, uh, maybe it's the same kind of theory with this. I, like, but I, but I don't understand why somebody would want to shut down a car in front of their house. I don't know, unless it's something that they just don't know about that they have running. Probably. But like, well, I mean, what what else? What other like explanation do you have? My car doesn't shut down anywhere else, but at this one spot on my street, and it's the same exact spot that I pass. They're cooking meth. They're. <laughs> I don't think meth knocks your engines out. <laughs> they, they, quit, they want people to keep driving by, though. I think. It could be some of that Walter White. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, man, I gotta get out of here. You haven't watched that show, have you? You see, you've, no, you've, I haven't. It's just on my, it's on my, my shame on, list. Yeah, you're shameless. Yeah. Have you? What about? Uh, well, I don't even. I feel bad about asking this. I do because I don't want to admit that I like it now. Yeah. Because the fans are probably the most obnoxious of uh, all the fans. Hunger Games. No, Mad Men. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's another one that's on my shame list. I'll get to it. Okay. I will. Okay. I'd say Breaking Bad before Mad Men. That's right. what I would say. All right. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, Okay. Hype still hype still out? Um, Hype's still out, I think, is this season of uh, Eastbound and Down. Yeah. Because uh, I've been watching it, and the, I really like the first two seasons. I don't know if you saw season two or not. Um, I watched season two and was not thrilled about it. It was good. It has moments. That first season is just almost perfect, though. It's just yeah. like great little bite-sized series. But um, yeah. a lot, like I said before, I think on the episode that got canceled, though, um, that a couple of my friends that I play Magic with, they work in the film industry, and they're, uh, they worked on the show. Yeah. And two of these guys are actually in episodes, and I haven't gotten to their episodes yet. But they actually, yep. one of the guys has a speaking line in it and stuff. So I'm kind of hyped about them being in it and seeing somebody I know in it. But like the first two episodes were just not that funny. And uh, Will Ferrell's in it again. Spoiler alert. Will Ferrell's character comes back. And yeah. it, it is the most over the top thing. Like, it, it, again, it's one of those shows that I think works best when there is some level of reality to it. You know? Mm. And in my opinion, you know, like some level of believability. That, you know, I mean, this guy's like super over the top and there's probably nobody, but you can sort of see that there could be somebody like this guy, but like Will Ferrell's character is just chewing up scenery the whole time. I think, I think the thing that sometimes, so for me, and, and we've talked about this before because you, you essentially ruined the American office for me. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think there's a line here on, on one side of it, the plausible, premise works if you want to stay plausible but it also works if you start with that and then you you willfully cross the line and you knowingly cross that line into ridiculousness and no longer even really toy with the plausibility of it yeah uh, but I, that, that is true but i think that like like with the office and with eastbound it's sort of like it feels like they hit that point because they ran out of ideas 
Yeah. And that's not really you want to kind of transition into the weird instead of just be like, oh, we're weird now. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. We're so yeah. weird. Like, and, and for me, like, I find much more, like, it's comedy wise, like, I find real life to be, uh, you know, to have this level of absurdity that is just so much more than even, like, the most ridiculous things you can think up sometimes. You know, you have those things that happen to you in your life that you're like, uh, I can't even explain to somebody how that happened like that, yeah. you know? And, like, those are the kind of but, – but they're tied to reality because you experienced it, you know? Yeah. And and I find that that sort of stuff has, like, a a truth to it to me that I really – it makes, the, makes everything funnier to me. But that may just be my personal preference. Well, yeah. it certainly is your personal preference, but, I mean, obviously, right? Because a lot of people like – Eastbound and Down. A lot of people like some of the shows that do cross over, or at least they they like. I think the thing that really gets to me is when they try to straddle the line. Yeah, that's what that's where it stops working for me. I want you to pick one and stick with it, or pick one per episode, you know. But when you're going back and forth between scenes, between like subtle, plausible humor and over the top, you know, too much character driven, then, then I'm over it, you know? I, I don't, well, there's no consistency <laughs> at that point. And that's the, I think that's the, the problem that community faced is like, they gradually kind of ratcheted up the ridiculousness and it was fine. Cause they were like, and I really enjoyed it. And they hit this point, like this pinnacle of ridiculousness with that paintball episode in season one. Yep. And then they were like, Oh man, we really caught something now. Let's take it to like twenty five on the scale next season, you know. And they're like, no, no, you need to gradually just kind of keep moving with it. Like, you, you can't. I don't know. They just like took it to the end of the stratosphere with it, and it just wasn't as funny to me. We wound up watching Mackenzie and I. Uh, so the UK Netflix uh, streaming is different than the US, and uh, but we had this. I can't remember what had happened. I oh, I was sick. That's what it was. I was yeah. sick, and so I was kind of couch ridden for two days. And we plowed through season one, two, and half of season three of The Office. Yeah, and um, and I had never gone back and rewatched it. And I I I always rem- told myself that season three was the best. And but season three is when they crossed that line and began to just straddle it back and forth between yeah. you know. You know this this whole thing that we're talking about, and and so I've revised now, and I think season two really actually is the best. That's when you still have a lot of that tension between Jim and Pam. You actually care yeah. about them. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, for sure. And like like season three, I imagine season three is the episode where uh, uh, Dwight thinks he's a vampire because of Batman yeah. him or something. Yeah. And like that was the that, point where I was like, oh come on, like right. really. And it's also where they stopped, and this is the thing that. Uh, you know that that we've talked about, but so I don't want to retread too much. But they set Michael up on that pedestal. Everybody shoots at him. He shoots at himself, and then at the end of the episode, he does something where he, he steps back down, and it's like you, he's an endearing character all over again. They wrap him up at the end of the episode as this really human, broken kind of endearing uh, person, even though he's done something disgusting twenty minutes earlier. Yeah. You know, um, for example, the, uh, you know, the taken, uh, the community, uh, legislature guy out to dinner at Chili's and actually nailing the sale yeah, at the end of the yeah. episode and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. My hype's still out, right? I, uh, we've got a group on ticket, 
uh, for a bus tour that takes us up to Stonehenge and Bath tomorrow. And we have to get up at like 6 a.m. And A, I'm worried we're not going to get out on time. We're going to miss the bus. Yeah. And B, when was the last time you, you got on a coach bus with a bunch of people you didn't know, listened to a tour guide all day, and went to see some, you know, wonder of the world? Oh, that sounds miserable to me. <laughs> Not the part I, I would dig going to Stonehenge. Like I, I would be into that, but I want to go up there and like stay for my fifteen minutes and then drive home. Like I don't want to be like driving some bus up there. Well, apparently there's a tour guide talking the whole way, so there's a lot of uh, you know you, the tour guide industry is really kind of a roll of the dice, isn't it? You either got somebody that's really good and makes it work, and it, and it totally makes the trip, or it's that guy. It's like it wants to be a stand-up comedian, but just doesn't. So he's a tour guide instead. It's like listening to an audio book. Sometimes you get the good narrator. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> but you can stop the audio book. You aren't really going to be able to get off that bus. Well, what's your hype still out? I just I already said it. Eastbound and down. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, it you... sounds like the hype is is not still out on that one. It sounds like you've you've made a, a ruling. Well, it's two episodes in, and I really want to see. This is the last season, so I want to see how they tie it all up. And um, yeah. there, are, there. I mean, there's. I, I recognize all the shots now from having lived here, and also they're in Myrtle Beach a lot, and there's some funny stuff with that. And yeah. there are funny moments, but um, and I'm excited about seeing my friends in it. But um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you got any shame hype? Um, shame hype. Uh, my my music choice for this week is kind of shame hype. I guess we could wrap those two together. What's that? You're gonna laugh at this, but uh, I've been listening to some uh, that band LMFAO. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you actually listened to any of their music? No, I've just listened to that one song. They um, they I, I listened to oh oh here's here's where I got exposed to again. I actually once again this is three years of doing ILTOS, isn't it? 2009 was our first. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we we're about a month off, but this year, in the first episode, I talked about going to the prom, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I uh, chaperone my roommate's prom every year because uh, she's a teacher. And I went again this year, and they played one of the songs, and I was like, who is this? And then I realized who it was, and I was like, wow, the production on that is actually really good. And they, they do, like, it's kind of like pop house music. Yeah, I mean they call it party rock or some bullshit like that. It's like you know hipster party rock shit. But um, the uh, the actual like uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty picky with the, the sort of the house beats and stuff, and that it really is kind of good for for like a pop song. That's really interesting. I'm not laughing at you. I'm super intrigued because it's one of those that's like it seems so laughable that there's no way that anyone could think it's good. Yeah, I kind of like I'm like you said that it's good is it it, it must have something. Yeah, well, there's a lot of those like kind of pop songs like that that try to do the, the sort of techno thing, and I'm like, uh, that's not good. It's just really bad, and it's just because that person's been marketed that way. But this is just kind of, I mean, it's party music. It's kind of funny, um, and, you know, it's kind of ridiculous. It, it actually reminds me a lot of, uh, do you remember the uh, the band Gil Mantegna's party anthem or something? No. Um, that I, I, I used to send the videos of them doing like, uh, Fleetwood Mac covers. Oh. Yeah, no, I think, yeah. They were no, like spandex and stupid. Pretty boy training school. Or oh, whatever. not, not, yeah. Handsome boy modeling school. No, this is like a, this is a local act that did, uh, 
uh, they they did like cover of a Fleetwood Mac song, and they were like wearing spandex and just ridiculous shit. And it, they, it's almost like these guys took that guy, those guys shtick. We'll try to get yeah. in the show notes because they're actually kind of ridiculous too. But um, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure that like if I listened to it long enough, I'd be sick of it. But but it kind of just struck me as Weird Al, and and I'm not. I don't want to listen to joke songs. It's a little more. It's more because eh, I mean, it's not like parody. It's really not. Right. It's not parody. It's just kind of like but, saying but half of Weird Al's catalog is is not parody. It's yeah, joke songs. It's not. It's not really joke songs. It's just like it's just kind of like ridiculous throwaway shit. Okay. And, and there's like, like it's kind of nice every once in a while to have those kind of pop songs that are like okay, like sure. I, it, I would. It would be. It would probably one of their songs would probably be on Songs of the Summer. It's like a songs yeah. of the summer song, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. We used to Groove and I used to make these songs of the summer CDs when we were at camp, and it was like the songs that were hot that summer that kind of defined the summer. And these guys like they have some songs that would be qualified for that. It's like songs that you like, kind of like, yeah, I don't really know if I like this, but I'm just gonna go with it and have fun with it. It's a and, good uh, mood, good good to listen to with the windows down in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, my shame hype <laughs> is that I. Uh, I went ahead and purchased a, uh, a clarinet off of Amazon, and I've been practicing every day the clarinet, relearning how to play it. Like that? So, just like that. And, uh, <laughs> and, and there's an outside chance that I might join Owen's band, The Great Malarkey. Oh, certainly that can't <laughs> happen. I don't know who I'm more ashamed of in that. I don't don't know who I'd be more shameful of. I don't know who I'd have more pity on. I kind of tell you, it is so ridiculous, me practicing. I've got this book, right, that's for students, you know, learning how to play. It starts out with the first note and all this kind of stuff. And it's got these... uh, the you know, practice songs, you know, that are just like four or five, six bars. And... um, and I'm on like lesson seven and I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And then I realized that I can put in the CD that's the accompanying music. Yeah. And like everything that I've been practicing was like half the speed that I was supposed to be playing it <laughs> at. So I'm like, I had to go back and replay like everything. And it it's really frustrating. I'm not getting the sound out of the horn that I originally thought I would be getting. And it's, uh, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Well, at least it's if you can talk the great malarkey into uh, playing the songs that are on the demo CD, the uh, practice <laughs> CD, then you should be fine. Well, I mean, I feel like I, I've been wanting to get back into playing some music for a long time, and I wanted to play the clarinet because I used to play it. And, uh, you know, so fuck it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not going to hate. I, uh... I, wait, I wait until Mackenzie's gone. I close the window. Yeah. I make sure, you know, I, I lock the door. Yeah. And uh, and I practice for about forty five minutes. And I put it all away and hide it again. <laughs> hide it. I mean, I, I I dig the clarinet. I'm fine. I can't I can't hate on you. I played the flute, so it's like I never knew that. You didn't know that. That's why I played. Middle school. I, I played don't the flute. think I ever knew that. I played the flute. You and Ron Burgundy. I was the first. You know, I was first chair. Were you? Well, I was in all state as well, a freshman. I was can't I can't compete with that. Well. I've lost it. Well, it was bass clarinet when I was playing in all-state band, so it's a little bit more specified. Yeah. A little bit higher likelihood that I would get in it. Did you see that uh, old Ron Burgundy made an appearance on Conan? 
No, I so, heard about it. Yeah, is the Anchorman two? How does that make you feel? Um, indifferent. Okay, me too. I, I'm kind of like, I, I hate to be this way, but not really. I, I kind of tire of Will Ferrell more and more as, as the years go on. Mm, see, I'm not with you on that. I, I just but like I, I, he's, he's so brilliant some of the time, and then he's so just kind of irritating some of the time too. Just like, that's right. You yeah. just got done watching Eastbound and Down. Yeah, so, so I'm totally tainted on the yeah. and, and the Eastbound and Down is the perfect example of. Yeah, they let him do a little too much there. Yeah, like you can rope him in. Well, bit. I'm uh, I'm listening to uh, Kendrick Lamar. That I I think I emailed you to start listening to Kendrick Lamar. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah, album's called Section Eighty. It's really good. It is really good. And then uh, my buddy just dropboxed me the new Geographer album. Have you yeah. listened to them at all? No. It was on Brian's mixtape. Was a couple of Geographer songs. I think you'd. It's this kind of like synth pop rock music, and the guy sings a lot in falsetto, like really like tonal, you know, lyrics. Not 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 lyric heavy, right? More like uh, melody heavy. But it's mm. good background music. It's something to check out if you haven't listened to. And then, um, if you want to get on SoundCloud, do you have an account on SoundCloud? Uh, no, you but I do use SoundCloud sometimes. I, I, don't I go have an on there every now and again, and there's um. I a buddy of mine on Gchat had linked uh, to this account. These two guys from Liverpool, I think they're called. They call themselves Bondax, B O N D A X. And if you're on SoundCloud or you want to get on there, go to Bondax and then look for the song called "All Inside." Yeah. It's only like you know, it's like a four minute song, but it's really fucking good. <laughs> I haven't yeah. listened to much of their other stuff because I only. I only listened to like two other songs. Neither one of them were as good as the first one. So check out All Inside by Bondax. Sweet. Um, that's it for me. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I think that's about all I got too. Um, oh, I got another shame hype. Yeah. Scrubs? Uh did you ever watch that show? I mean, I need some feedback on the show. I, I never knew anybody that was watching it, and I found it on the instant queue. And so, like, I watched a couple episodes before I went to bed one night, and then like the next night, I was like, I think I'm gonna watch some Scrubs again. And uh, two weeks later, I'm on season two, just kind of secretly watching it by myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I- I've watched it and I thought it was okay, but I never thought it was like super hilarious or anything. I will say, I believe it is Jake Husted's favorite show. If that tells you anything, that gives you any frame of reference. Not gonna push, a, not gonna pass any judgment on that. Just saying. No, no judgment needed. I think that I think that uh, Jay, I can very much believe that Jake loves that show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shout out to Jake Husted. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's okay. I, I haven't watched enough of it to have an opinion. It's it's starting to annoy me. It's starting to get to the rinse, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. Kind uh, of yeah. Wacky, jokes, wacky kind of dream of. sequence. Part of it is that uh, Zach Braff is in a uh, play here in London. Ooh. And, and so I think that seed was planted when I walked by the theater and I saw that he was starring in this play. And then I saw Scrubs that night or something like that. And I was like, let me check it out. Let me see if it's worth going to see him in the theater. Yeah, I he still did. haven't bought a ticket to the theater show, so I guess that's that. He did direct the indie classic Empire State. 
Empire State. Garden State. I was thinking of Empire Records. <laughs> he directed Empire State of Mind. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, with State. Philip Sarsgaard. Yeah. Natalie Portman really skyrocketed their their careers. Yeah. Skyrocketed the Shins' careers. Have you listened to the new album? I have not. Is it out? Yeah, it's out. Craig bought it. Craig Lewis. Okay. He well. says it's not as good as One Thing Away the Night. I didn't want to correct him and say it was One Thing the Night Away. <laughs> <laughs> but, Chuck uh, Norris and Wave the Dragon. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, well, I don't I mean, Wincing, Wincing was really good. So, or I, I, it was my favorite Shins album. So, yeah, I don't know what that says about the new one. Yeah, not super either. excited to listen to it. I mean, for whatever reason, I do like the Shins a lot, but just not, not really rushing out to listen to it. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, check us out on Twitter uh, at IOLTOS and. Um, Go to our website, IonlineLikeTheirOldStuff.com. Um, and uh, specifically, a big thanks to the Oatmeal Conspiracy. We haven't said it on our show yet. They've uh, recorded a new intro time, yeah. for us, and they're hopefully going to be recording uh, monthly or bi-monthly new intros for us in the future. Have we had the new intro on yet? Was it on 70? I put it on and did not give a shout-out. Yeah, we didn't do that. We just, that's shameful of us. Uh, yeah, so check out the OatmealConspiracy.com. And our website was actually hacked last week. And was it? Yeah, and there was a bunch of garbage got put on there. So if you had trouble getting to the website, um, please come back because um, it, it's fine now. We've gotten it all fixed, so nothing to worry about. But for the two yeah. of you that visited it last week, you may have had some trouble getting around. So. Um, I think that's it, so we'll talk to you later. I wrote this record while 30,000 feet in the air. Steward is complimenting me on my nappy hair. If I can fuck her in front of all of these passengers, they'll probably think I'm a terrorist. Eat my asparagus, then I'm axing her. Thoughts of a young nigga, fast money and freedom. A crash dummy for dollars, I know you dying to meet him. I'll probably die in a minute. Just bury me with 20 bitches, 20 million in a countdown fitted. Hold up, 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 hold up. Yeah, big shit poppin'. Section 80. Back in this bitch in the back of that bitch with my back against the wall and your bitch on the edge of my dick. Jump off. I call a bitch a bitch a hoe, a hoe, a woman, a woman. I never did nothing but break the ground on top of the asphalt. Tire mark gave you evidence that I'm easily pedaling with the speed of a lightning bolt. As a kid, I killed two adults. I'm too advanced. I live my 20s at two years old. The wiser man. Truth be told, I'm like 87. Wicked as 80 reverends in a pool of fire with devils holding hands. From a distance, don't know which one is a Christian. Damn, who can I trust in 2012? There's no one, not even myself. A Gemini screaming for help, somebody. Hold up, 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 hold up. Yeah, big shit popping. Everybody watching. When you do it like this, nigga, losing ain't an option. Hold up, 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 hold up. Yeah, big shit popping. 
have a nickel working this ass for She popping that ass for The king of diamonds with diamonds I never do ask for They checking my passport I'm too accustomed with customs You calling the task force I killed it, somebody cuff them They want me to fast forward The game and why you complain when you niggas is passport You'll never hop in my lane when you pushing a rap for You wrecking my Jaguar You play like a passport Her feet on the dashboard Hola, 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 hola Complimenting me on my nappy hair If I can fuck her in front of all of these passengers They'll probably think I'm Osama The plane emergency landed It was an honor Hold up